What is Shakenfire Nation? JLD here, and welcome to episode 1731 of EO Fire, where I am chatting with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Knock over that domino, start your chain reaction of awesome with thefreedomjournal.com. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, Nee Shobo. Nee, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely, man. Let's go. Yes. Nee is a former NFL running back, former firefighter, and now a peak mindset consultant and founder of I'm Not You. He coaches pro athletes, peak performers, and executives on the mindset, habits, and systems they need to dominate. He also is a host of two podcasts, the Sports Motivation Podcast and the Get Ya Mind Right Podcast. Need take a minute? There we go. <laughs> Fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Absolutely, man. It's been a while. Like we said, man, Last uh, I was on here a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I, Anyone who who's listened to that last episode, I was a firefighter at that time, and I was very young in my entrepreneurial journey. Like I was uh, pretty much wet behind the ears, didn't know what I was doing. Uh, still very much so, but since then, man, I re- I retired as a firefighter last year to dive into what I'm doing now full time, and it's been awesome. And like you said, I work with peak performers, um, a lot of athletes is what I started off really focusing on. But it's funny when you niche down in that way. In JLD, you always talk about this niche down. It's funny how you tend to attract a lot more mm. than you really expected. And so um, I have a ton of entrepreneurs, a ton of other people who are attracted to my message and what it is that I'm doing, doing a bunch of coaching now at the point where my one on one consulting program is I'm to the point where I have to scale. So which, which is a good problem to have. Um, so it's been fun, man. I got five children as well. So it's never a dull day in my life. Um, a lot of challenges. A lot of uh, I got to be very, very super deliberate with all of my time, but I'm having a I'm having a blast, man. You know, I love the comment is that if you want to get something done, ask somebody who's already busy because p- busy people know how to allocate their time the right way. You know, I always loved in the army when they were like, oh, yeah, ask, ask, you know, X, Y or Z to do that. I'm like, that person is never doing anything. That means they're never going to get <laughs> anything done. I'm going to ask right. a person that has everything on their plate because they know how to allocate their time, be efficient and get stuff done. And I mean, Fire Nation. Right. How many excuses are you going to let, you know, until you actually start getting stuff done? I mean, five kids knee has, and he still is crushing it with two podcasts, you know, you name it. And, you know, he was a firefighter back in the day, an NFL running back. So this guy knows how to get stuff done. And as you, as he mentioned, actually, he was episode 989. So that was 742 episodes ago, give or take zero because I did the math and he crushed it. So if you want to hear his journey, which was amazing, go back and listen to that episode 989. You can, of course, just type his name into the search bar and that'll pop up as well. But before we dive into what's going to be a different set of questions today, um, I want to kind of hear what you think right now, Nee, your area of expertise is. And my area of expertise is helping people to build supreme confidence and dominate under pressure. But since then, like that's that's my focus. Right. But at the essence, the core of it all is teaching people how to be fearless, man. Most people are scared. So I specialize in showing people how to overcome their fears uh, specifically in a systematic way and teaching them how to attack and dominate their craft, whatever that is. Obviously, I work with athletes and there's a very systematic, very deliberate way that you should go about approaching your sport. But it doesn't matter if you're an athlete or not. Whatever it is that you do, you have to approach in a very systematic, deliberate way. So I teach people how to be fearless, man. Okay, I love that. So let's just dive right in because this is going to be some great stuff. (laughs) Why are people so driven by fear and how can you actually overcome that? 
Man, so it's funny, man. I feel like when this is a breakthrough that that many of us can have, and hopefully you have this right now, as I did, um, it starts with knowledge, man. So if you like, for example, if you cook food and you keep burning something in your oven, right, and you don't know that you can turn the dials and you know that you can dial back and it can go low, you can warm it, and you're going to be frustrated. You're not going to understand why you keep burning food. But once you understand the the, the, the hardware that you're dealing with, it becomes a lot easier to manage. So understanding how our brain works. And so there's a great book by uh, Charlie Munger called uh, Poor Charlie's Almanac, where he talks about the 25 cognitive biases. And this was a big time breakthrough that I had in just understanding human beings, we're wired to be scared. We're, we're wired to survive only. And so, the but our, our rational mind has the power to overcome that. And so everybody's scared. So that's the a comforting thing. Like when I'm going through whatever it is that I'm going through, my anxieties, worries, stresses, doubts, fears, everyone has them. We all have them. But at the end of the day, are you going to be able to separate yourself from the masses? And that's what I'm not you is all about. Right. Because when I was coming up as a football player, like one of the things that set me apart is I actually liked the idea of being different from people, because if you are stuck with trying to be like everybody else, 98 percent of people don't do anything significant. It's only a small percentage of people. And so you have to embrace this idea that most people are going to be driven by their fears. But that cannot be you. You have to have the I'm not you mentality. I love that. And I really wish that that book was more accessible. I mean, it only comes in the hardback and it's like $57. So it is an investment fire nation to get poor right, Charlie's right. almanac. But when you get your hands on this puppy, um, it's worthwhile. I, you know, I should actually reach out to them and say, can I just do the audible book for, for you? Like I'll read that book <laughs> into my microphone and just make it accessible to people. I don't even, you keep all the money, Charlie, if, even if you need it, you're a billionaire, but we need to make this more accessible. This, you know, this $57 right. hardback because there's so much value within there. And one of the oh, things that I'm taking out of this is that knowledge is power. And if you have the knowledge, it's going to help remove that fear because you start to learn how to turn those dials. So just in one sentence or so, what do you really want to make sure our listeners get by what you just shared? I want them to understand that it's okay to be scared, but you have to use the power of your rational conscious mind to overcome it. And in order to do that, you have to separate yourself from everyone else. So at what point in your life, Nate, you know, here you are a firefighter, NFL running back. I mean, there's a lot of scary, scary times in both of those professions, you know, I mean, whether you have somebody that's just bearing down on you as you kind of try to make it up the middle or, you know, if you're charging into a burning building. I mean, talk to us at what points in your life that you were scared and how you made decisions that actually got you to the other side. Man, that's a great question. I'll just go back directly. The, the, the most recent time of when I felt the most fear and that was quitting my job as a firefighter to do what it is that I'm doing now full time. I can still remember I was actually I was actually interviewing someone for my podcast. Mm. His name was Thomas Tadlock, a great dude, vegan bodybuilder. And he his story was so powerful. And he was talking a bunch about intuition. Right. And so I'm sitting here on the on the podcast like while he's interviewing. I feel like this like this knot in my stomach, mm. right? Because I had already planned on retiring as a firefighter later on that year. But it was one of those goals. It, I don't know if you ever had these goals where you set it, but you're still like not sure if you're going to do yep. it at all. It mm-hmm. seems like really far away. Um, and so when he was talking, it was like I felt this pit, like this knot in my stomach. And I, I wasn't really quite sure exactly what it was telling me. But after the interview was over, I sat there and I just knew that I had to quit like today, <laughs> you know, like uh, I had to I had to call my chief. So I didn't I, I was getting ready to write my chief an email, but I was like, I got to ask my wife first. So I went into the kitchen and <laughs> uh, I told her, I said, babe, like, I, I feel like I got to do it right now. And uh, she literally started crying like on the spot, you know, and, and not she was just it was just like a reaction because 
I feel like she knew she she knew that I had to as well, because at this point I was do I was like going so hard. I'm talking about I worked uh, 24 hours on 48 hours off. And so every all the two days I was off, I was going hard on my mm. business. Even at work, I was reading, planning. I was actually doing like making calls at work. I mean, I was fully maxed out. So it was at the point is like, what are you going to do, man? You can't do two things at one time. Like I'm not trying to be no side hustle entrepreneur. And so she gave me the OK and I uh, sent the sent the email to my to my chief um, to make it official. And then the, I had like two shifts after that. But I remember that night I went to the movies with my kids actually that night. And I was watching the movie, but I wasn't watching it at all because I was so scared. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what did I just do? Like, can I reverse this? And I was so terrified, man. But it's funny because it, these are all the same things that I teach. And so it, the cool thing about being a coach, I feel like, is that everything that I go through, I get to use. So I, I feel like I'm not one of those people who will go through something and try to hide it or try to act like I'm not scared. I feel like that's the opposite of what what a coach, a consultant, a leader should do. We need to be vulnerable. So like I'm I was scared as hell, but that actually helped me out because now I can see what I needed to do in order to get through that. Um, and now I can help other people as well. So that that was a huge point of fear for me. Um, and it's actually one of the biggest things that I'm most confident about, even more so than playing in the NFL, becoming a firefighter. I'm most proud of the fact that I had the courage to quit my job and go all in. Cause I do, like you said, I have five kids. It's not a game for me. This is not a game. Like most people approach what they're doing. Like it's a game, like it's like, it's a little hobby or, uh, or a habit. This is my lifestyle. And so I'm all in. Um, and, and I have a lot of pride knowing that my kids can look at their dad and say, yo, he didn't just teach us to be fearless. Like he shows us how to do that and how he lives his life. Fire Nation, fear will always exist. You know, it's an innate emotion. It's hardwired into the human genome. It's, it's there. Like it's why we're still alive right now, because right. back in the day, we knew how to have fear and make sure we took precautions to get out of dangerous situations. So you're always going to fear and you're going to have fear from time to time. But the difference now, I know how to approach this. I have the knowledge to overcome this fear. So to that note, Nee, what are you most scared of today? Man, what I'm most scared of, I would have to say the number th one thing that I'm most scared of is that I will look back even just like a year from now or two years, 10 years and say, man, I was such an idiot. Now, let me and let me clarify I know that I'm going to make a ton of mistakes and that I will always, just like I look back at stuff I was doing last year and say, man, I should have known this or this and this and that. But I don't want to make mistakes over and over again and not learn at the rate that I know I can. Mm. So that fear really drives me. And so I'm, I feel like the, the, I'm almost obsessed with evaluating or, or looking at my results, analyzing, reading, learning, like future pacing, seeing if I can put my, myself in, in my shoes 10 years from now in the shoes of the man who's already accomplished the vision and saying, okay, what would have happened? What sort of mistakes could I have avoided? And so I'm, I'm really scared of being a knucklehead, being hardheaded and not <laughs> learning as fast as I can. And, and anyone who has a, you know, who's married or has kids as well, uh, understands the the uh, the urgency of that as well, man. It's like I don't want to look back and say, say like, man, the things I was doing with my wife or the way I was treating my kids or the way I approached being a father or a husband that uh, I could have learned a lot faster because I surely look back, you know, three years ago when I got married to my wife and look at some of the ways that I thought and some of the habits that I had and just say, man, what was I doing? But <laughs> I, I got have compassion on myself. And ultimately now that's what drives me today. It's a, it's a healthy fear, I believe, because I learn at a fast rate. I'm always pushing myself, always trying to, you know, face reality, as I call it, and just like keep moving forward. 
Fire Nation, this interview, this chat with Nee today, it's just getting started. In fact, as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors, Nee's going to be sharing with us the four rules that he lives by, which by the way, you need to know these rules. So don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back after we thank these sponsors. We're running a giveaway for you, Fire Nation, and there are nearly $3,000 in prizes. You don't want to miss this. But first, check this out. Email is the main thing I focus on for growing my business. It builds relationships and drives sales. But growing an email list isn't easy. Luckily, there's a way you can do it faster through running sweepstakes and contests targeted to your ideal audience. That's where ViralSweep.com comes in. ViralSweep lets you build and run your own sweepstakes and contests that you can put right on your website. To show you the power of Viral Sweep, we're running a massive giveaway called the Ignite Your Fire Sweepstakes. The grand prize includes a Casper mattress, idea paint, a Blue Apron subscription, a 90-minute massage, and so much more. To enter, visit eofire.com slash win. Again, that's eofire.com slash win, W-I-N. Fire Nation, if you're going to run a successful business, you have to wear several hats. Hiring a team, figuring out payroll, creating a marketing plan, you're in charge of a lot. That's why you can't afford to let things like legal issues get in your way. For that, there's LegalZoom.com. More than a million Americans have trusted LegalZoom for business formation, but LegalZoom services extend far beyond that. They have put together a national network of independent attorneys who can provide legal advice and answer the questions you have about running your business. Because let's face it, you have enough to worry about without getting bogged down by contract reviews and employment laws. The best part, since LegalZoom isn't a law firm, you'll never have to worry about expensive hourly fees. All pricing is transparent and given up front. So go ahead and focus on growing your business and let LegalZoom handle the legal stuff. Visit LegalZoom.com now and be sure to enter promo code EOF in the referral box at checkout for a special savings only at LegalZoom.com. That's LegalZoom.com, promo code E-O-F. So, Nee, we're back, and you have four rules that you live by, and they're obviously working for you, so share them with Fire Nation. What are these rules? Absolutely, man. There's a great book by James Allen called um, Mastery of Destiny, and he talks about man must live by rule. And so I was trying to think about what are my rules, what I call a G-code, and these are the rules of the lion in the jungle. And the lion in the jungle is different from the lion in the zoo. The lions in the jungle are out in the jungle, not having things handed to them. So here are the four rules. Number one, set aggressive outcomes without limits. And I don't mean just setting unrealistic goals necessarily and saying you're going to make $8 million in you know three months or some, some, stu- some goals that you're not really associated with. I mean setting a vision, setting aggressive standards, setting a high standard for yourself without limits. After that, boldly face reality because a lot of us set high goals, right? And sometimes we just take pride in the fact that we're we're cool and we set high goals, but we don't face the reality that we're not nearly where we can be at in order to help us accomplish those goals and facing all of those deficiencies and those weaknesses that we have. So that's boldly face reality. And number three, go through the fire. You got to take the action and not just the type of action that – and here's the distinction, right? Taking action is important, but if you're listening to this podcast – you probably listen to thousands of others uh, of, J- of JLD. So you probably are taking some form of action. But at this point, you have to go through the fire. That means taking aggressive action, bold action. I mean, like flying across 
the United States to go meet a mentor, you know, quitting your job. Now, I'm not telling you to quit your job necessarily, but it's taking some sort of aggressive action going through that fire. And then lastly, systematically raising your standards. So that means what was okay for you yesterday should no longer be okay for you. You have to raise your standard. And that doesn't mean the results will always show necessarily, but it means your standards for your performance, how you attack it. You should be always trying to find ways to level up, to try to find new ways to gain an edge. Like, again, just look back at what you were doing a year ago. If, it's, if you're doing the same thing, you, like they always say, you're either growing or you're dying. So you got to be systematically raising those standards. Those are the four rules. And it's very simple. These are what I teach my kids. I teach my clients. This is what I have plastered on my wall. It's, and I evaluate myself at the end of each week on a scale of one to 10, how much much did I, you know, live these rules? And so those are sort of my G code, if you will, the, my code of conduct. I love that word systematic. In fact, Fire Nation systems, they're what allow me to lead an epic life. I mean, to travel the world, literally. I mean, I'm spending seven weeks coming up here in New Zealand, Australia, London, um, enjoying those countries while also keeping up my business. But because of the systems I have in place, there's nothing going to go wrong because I have the team that's there um, to be able to exercise and and. Uh, do the right things when it comes to nutrition, learn about that kind of stuff so that I can continue to lead this epic life while still running a successful seven-figure-a-year business. So, Nee, what have you learned as far as systems that every high performer should have in place? Man, that's a great question. And I feel like there's a lot. There's a lot of systems. Um, but let me speak to the one that is most yes. important because everyone listening is is probably some form of entrepreneur or trying to be. If you don't have a system for attacking your periods of deep work, as Cal Newport called it, right? So that means if you think about Michael Jordan, he, the way – I'll just go with Drew Brees because I played with Drew Brees. Every single practice, every single day, it looked no different than game day. It looked no different than you know championship day. It looked no different from playoffs. He had a system for how he approached this period of time in which he was to maximize like this time to practice and to train and to get better. So for you and I as entrepreneurs, that means saying, OK, you understood you probably you guys have probably read the book one thing, and you know, about time blocking. But even to take it a step further before this period of time that you're going to sit down and be productive, actually having a routine. Now, it doesn't have to be my routine, John's routine, anyone's routine, but it needs to be a routine that's designed to get you in peak state of mind. And also help you identify exactly what it is that you're going to get done in the form of outcomes or what I call hard actions, because there is a difference between outcomes and actions. But sometimes certain actions must be taken. Right. So, I mean, this 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 system that I have and it's a one page piece of paper, it's similar to, you know, when you your mastery journal, mm -hmm. just being able to sit down and say this is what needs to be done. But you'd be so surprised at how many people don't do that. It's so simple. They just come in, you know, in the office and just start working. Now, I don't know. Maybe that works for some people. That doesn't work for me because after I get done with one thing, then I'm figuring out, oh, what? And then that's when distractions come up. That's when you're checking your phone, checking Instagram, checking email, going to get a snack. Sit down. Like I think it was uh, Blaise Pascal, uh, this French mathematician. He said all of man's problems or troubles comes from not being able to sit still in a room, like sit down for five minutes, identify what needs to be done and then post Afterward, have what we call a post-game routine. I identify what went well, what didn't. Did you accomplish your results? Because if you didn't, you should feel some pain. So maybe next time you go sit down and do work tomorrow, you won't want to feel that pain again. And so that's, that's that built-in accountability, that system that I have that there's not going to be many days that I'm unproductive. And if I am, I'm getting, on, I'm getting right back on track very quickly. <laughs> 
Brian Nation, no matter where you are in your entrepreneurial journey, like you're going to face these chokeholds. They're just there. I mean, they're going to hold you back. I mean, I face chokeholds at every single level of my entrepreneurial journey that I had to identify as chokeholds and then fix it. And maybe it's hiring somebody that, you know, because I'm causing the chokehold because I'm not good at a certain thing. I need to bring somebody in that's good at that thing because I'm being this chokehold that's just not allowing the business to scale and leverage like it should be. You know, maybe it's me learning a skill that I should know because it's something that I should be doing because it's my personal brand, JLD, et cetera. So I've identified those chokeholds and then I am able to move forward to that next level. And then guess what? Another chokehold is waiting for me. Maybe I don't know what it is right now, but it's going to happen. I got to identify it and get past it. So for you, Nee, what are some of the common chokeholds that you're seeing in people at every level of the game? At every level, including myself, it's this idea. My coach, Sean Payton, when I was with the Saints, he would always say this, especially in that season when we won the Super Bowl. I got released in the middle of that year, but it was a very special season. And he always would say, don't eat the cheese. So the chokehold is this. Like, you know, when in the NFL team, we were winning a bunch of games and the media is telling you how good you are. Right. <laughs> like, man, you guys are awesome. And yeah. And we start to feel really good about ourselves. Right. And that's what he calls eating the cheese. It's a trap. And many times, especially, you know, when you first start out, like I had a lot of success. Honestly, when I first quit my job, I had a dry period, about three months where I was really went through the fire. But I had explosion in results I had my first twenty thousand dollar month, then a forty thousand dollar month. Mm. I had some great results. But the, the, the problem is that if you start eating the cheese, you'll start thinking you're better than you really are. You'll start attaching yourself too much to the outcomes and you'll start to compare. This is the other thing. You start to compare yourself to other people who are maybe just as good as you or a little bit lower. And that is a trap. You cannot do that. You have to compare yourself to those way above you, like to your ultimate vision, because you always have to feel that sort of that natural sort of pain or anxiety, I would even call it, that comes along with like always wanting to be better. And it's, it's a balance, right? Like we don't want to become obsessed with always wanting to be better, you know, to the point where it, you know, leads to unhappiness, but we do want to always have that hunger. So I'd say one of the common chokeholds, man, is just comparing yourself to other people, feeling really good about what's going on. And I'm not saying you can't, you know, celebrate your successes by all means. I do it every day, but at the same time, you have to boldly face reality. You have to look at yourself in the mirror and I'm telling you, it's a lot harder than it. It's a lot harder than it sounds. It's mm-hmm. a lot harder than it looks. I mean, I deal with it all the time when it comes to being a father. I was literally just watching Parent Trap with my daughter the other day, <laughs> right? So I was sitting out uh, watching it. She, uh, she just turned six. She wanted to watch a movie and we watched a little movie uh, as a family. And um, there was a part in the movie where she was like, okay, so what, what's dad like? You know, is he one of those dads that's like, you know, super cool, always talking? Or is he one of those dads that's a workaholic? And literally, as they said that, my six-year-old laughed and she was like, oh, daddy, you're like that. And she said, I'm like the dad who's always working. Mm. And when I tell you that, man, that stung. That hurt. Because I actually, I, and I do believe that I'm a good father, right? Like, I think most people would say I'm a good father. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, you know, a, a good man to my kids, to my husband. But I'm not as good as I think I am. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And a lot of people aren't willing to deal with that reality because it feels so good. You know, we don't want to deal with that anxiety that comes with not being good enough, with actually not being good enough. Because in a lot of ways, you listening are not good enough for whatever it is that you're trying to do. And when I say that, I don't mean inherently 
you you are deserving of everything that you just as in every other human being is. But you lack the skills. You lack the awareness. You lack the 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 the, the infrastructure of your systems, your habits. Um, you lack that awareness. And so that is a wake up. That was a wake up call for me to say, all right, dude, like I need to figure out like because I didn't really see myself that way. Right. I mean, I work about eight hours a day, you know, but I'm pretty efficient. I work from home. But even still, my daughter is, is identifying me with this dad who's a workaholic. And so anyway, that that's a that's a huge chokehold that everyone should get themselves someone in their life. If And you could start training yourself to be like this, but to tell you the truth, to tell you the honest truth. And they don't have to do it in a rude way. I don't, you know, just tell you the truth. Like the truth hurts, but the truth will set you free as well. It is valuable and you can use the truth to make you put you on a fast track to going at a fast rate. Michael, they said Michael Jordan in the 90s, Phil Jackson, what he would do after every game is he would come in. And immediately he would acknowledge what he did wrong. And what that did is that opened up for everyone else to acknowledge what they what they did wrong, et cetera. How many championships did they win in the 90s? They won six championships because they weren't afraid of the truth. They weren't afraid of embracing reality and using it. You can grow at a fast rate. It's like 50 Cent says in the 50th law. He said, reality is my drug. Mm. Like you can use that as a drug, man. It will help you. It will fuel you. And it doesn't always feel good, but it will fuel you to a whole new level. And to stick to a football analogy or maybe to bring it back to a football analogy, and Nee, I apologize in advance. Just so you know, I was born and raised in New England. I spent the first 22 <laughs> years of my life in New England. So born and raised, New England Patriots fan, not bandwagon. I, I, stuck, ah, I, I, stuck, I stuck with them through the 90s, you know, and, and, and now I'm getting my rewards, of course. You know, 17 years now of, of Brady's been amazing. Bill Belichick doesn't eat the cheese. I mean, I've, I've watched games where the Patriots have won. 50 to zero, literally. Right. And he'll get in the press conference and he'll be like, you know, there was that time in the second quarter that our special teams let the person get 22 <laughs> yards. And I'll be like, oh, this guy does not, right. he does not eat the cheese. And, and that's what they're going to focus on before the next game. And guess what? They're national football champions. Guess what? You know, they won the Super Bowl and they have the biggest come from behind victory of all time. And that's probably never going to be matched because Bill Belichick never ate the cheese and everybody in the Patriots knew that, hey, they always had a chance, but they never thought too much of themselves all along that season. So, Nee, exactly. wow, we are going to end on fire, and this interview has been on fire. So give us a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Man, the parting piece of guidance I would say is I want you to really look at your circle. Look at the people around you, honestly. Look at the books you read, the television you watch, the people you follow on Instagram, the people who are emailing you. And I want you to think about leveling up in the terms of getting around some people who are going to actually drive you to succeed. Don't eat the cheese. And you might not even know that you're eating the cheese. It's easy. It's a trap. But you have to find some other people to move you to a higher level. The anxiety that you feel around these people is good. Embrace it. So that's the parting piece of advice, man. And where you can find me, of course, at Nii Shobo on Instagram, uh, I'mNotYou.com. That's my home base. If you are an, an aspiring top performer, and I'll say this with as much humility as I can, if you are an athlete or someone looking to accomplish at a high level, you'd be an idiot if you don't listen to my podcast, man. I drop, <laughs> I drop like it's, I put a lot into it, man, a lot into it over 150 episodes. And I teach a ton on there. It, it's, it's very valuable. It's something that I created because I would want to listen to it. If I was an athlete, when I was an athlete and oh. coming up. So definitely check it out. And of course I got a gift for you guys, man. I'm not you.com forward slash fire. And I got a great, 
video course all about how to be fearless, all right? And it's going to be some very, very powerful, tangible, practical tips. These are not like just trying to get you hype and motivate you. I'm talking about actually practically how to start planning because if you want to be fearless, you got to be a great planner. You have to be able to anticipate. And so I'm going to be teaching you some powerful things. Go ahead and check it out there. Love all of this in Fire Nation. You're the average of the five people you've been spending the most time with. And hey, recently you've been hanging out with me and JLD. So uh, keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type knee in the search bar. And his show notes page is going to pop right up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz. Timestamps, links galore. And of course, it'll also um, pop up episode 989, which was Nee's first episode. And his journey is amazing. Um, and that's N-I-Y-I. That's knee N-I-Y-I. Just type that in the search bar and this will pop right up. And of course, head directly to I'm not you.com slash fire for your free gift. So, Nee, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, brother, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Lowly. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Nee today. And productivity, discipline, and focus, those are my three greatest strengths. And they can be yours too. Visit themasteryjournal.com to master all three skills in 100 days. And don't forget, podcast listener, uh, use the promo code podcast for a nice little discount courtesy of JLDs. Thank you for listening to the show. And I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Quickly grow your email list, expand your social audience, and increase your sales by running a sweepstakes or contest with Viral Sweep. See how it works. We're running a massive giveaway for Fire Nation. Visit eofire.com slash win to enter today.